Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. Um, We hope that y'all have been loving this Advent series as much as Emily and I have. This week, it's just me for the mini session, and I am going to be diving a little bit deeper into the word joy. So get comfortable as we dive in. One question I've been asking myself in preparation for this podcast is, what is the source of my joy? What even is joy? (laughs) It was question number one. But then I started thinking, well, what is the source of my joy? And what does it look like to have joy? What does joy mean in my day-to-day life? What's the difference between joy and happiness? And I've realized that those are all really good and hard (laughs) questions. But I want to ask you today, what is the source of your joy? Emily and I try and talk about this on the podcast that we released on Sunday. But if you haven't had the chance to go listen to that, please do. We talk about the difference between joy and happiness and how happiness is circumstantial and joy is deeper than that. And we had a hard time putting into words what deeper than that meant or the difference between, okay, happiness is circumstantial, but joy is not. And I think that joy can come from our circumstances. It doesn't always come from our circumstances, but there we can find joy in the things around us. God has created us to enjoy things around us. But it's when things start to go not the way we hoped. When the diagnosis comes in from a family member or loved one. When you realize you didn't pass the class that you needed to pass. When a boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you. That's when it's hard to say, Okay, am I finding joy in all circumstances? The Bible tells us that it's possible, so I believe that it is. But also, as we were preparing, I said to Emily at one point, I know that God says we can find joy in all circumstances, but sometimes I doubt that. And so first, before anything else, I just want to tell you that that's okay. If you're walking through something hard that feels heavy and weighty and you can't seem to find the joy in all circumstances— We're not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, it's okay, it'll just come to you. The Bible does promise us that we can find joy in all circumstances, but sometimes it's okay to doubt. And when I'm feeling, when I read something in the Bible and I think I want to believe that, but I'm doubting it right now, I'm reminded of a story in Mark 9 where a man brings his son to be healed and Jesus asks him essentially, do you believe And the man says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. So when I'm doubting something that the Bible says to be true, I pray that. I say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And I think we can pray that when it comes to joy. Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. Help the side of me that doesn't believe that you'll provide joy in all circumstances. But I do want to ask you today, what is the source of your joy? As I've been thinking about that question this morning, I've thought, well, I was sitting downstairs and there was this beautiful sunrise. And I thought, well, sunrises bring me joy or my friends bring me joy. Eating a good meal with good friends is such a joyful experience. But like we talked about on the podcast, that's also 
a source of happiness maybe instead of joy because it's a circumstantial thing. I think what I'm trying to get at is happiness and joy commingle. Often when you're happy, you're probably experiencing joy. But the Bible tells us that our joy can be complete. In John 15, 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. That's Jesus talking to his disciples. So Jesus is promising us that his joy can be in us and that our joy can be full. Another translation of that said, I have told you these things that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. John 16, 24 says, Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Philippians 2, 1 through 2 says, So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection, sympathy, and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, and being in full accord. And then Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And those are just a few of the scriptures that I found that talk about our joy being full. And I think it's easy to feel joyful when things are going really well. But it's harder to feel joyful when our life has taken a turn. My parents tell a story of my oldest sister who, when she was born, had some medical complications. And they found this out while they were um, working at a boarding school. My parents were working at a boarding school, so they were living on the campus. And it was a small school, so word kind of spread that there was trouble with my older sister and that she was having some medical issues, and was going to need surgery as a very young baby. And my parents say that one day a man from the janitorial staff came to their apartment and said, I have something to tell you. My dad says that he started kind of swaying back and forth, tapping his hand on his leg, finding a beat, and he started singing. And I'm going to sing for you what he sang, so bear with me because I am not a singer. But the message this man had for my parents was this. My God has not left you alone. My God has not left you alone. Though your heart may feel My God has not left you alone. Thank you for bearing with me as I sing that song to you, but I just imagine getting that message. In the midst of turmoil and hardship and fear, being reminded that we're not alone. I love that story. Because I think that the message that that man was giving to my parents is the source of all of our joy. We are not alone. 
God has not left you alone. And though your heart may feel like a stone, God has not left you alone. And when we can realize that and remember that, remember that as we walk through our days, we are not alone. That is true joy. That is when we can experience joy despite our circumstances. Happiness and joy commingle. But when your circumstance takes a turn for the worst, are you able to still look to Jesus and say, I know you haven't left me alone, even though my heart feels like a stone. I know you haven't left me alone. I think God uses people, messengers in our lives, to remind us that we're not alone. When the angels appear to the shepherds in the field, the message that they give to them is this. For unto you is born this day a Savior. They don't say unto them. They don't say unto the rich people or unto the poor people. No, they say for unto you. And they're saying the same thing to y'all today. Unto you is born a Savior. Jesus was born for you. And he's with you. And he hears you. And he knows what you're walking through. He knows how hard it is. And he hasn't left you alone. So what's the source of your joy? Is your joy rooted in something that's circumstantial? If the circumstances changed, could you still experience joy? Or is your joy rooted in Jesus, who hasn't left you alone, who's carrying you, who promises you fullness of joy, and who loves you? I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll be done. Jesus, thank you so much that you are the source of all of our joy, of true joy. Thank you that when circumstances feel hard and our heart might feel like a stone, you haven't left us alone. God, I pray this Christmas season that we would rejoice in the little things that bring us happiness, but also remember that you're the source of our true joy and that no matter what, we get to choose to trust in you. So Jesus, today we say we love you and we trust you and we're so grateful for you. Amen. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in with us through this Advent season. It's hard to believe, but next week is the final week of Advent. So tune in on Sunday as we talk about love and we're going to lean into the word Emmanuel. So we're excited and we'll see you then.